Welcome to the Lunacy Podcast. This is Johnny Andrewski filling in for Tony Perverdanzi while he enjoys a cruise with Dave also is on that for one of our buddies' birthday. You've met Mills once in a while. Tonight, today, this morning, we are at David's basement watching the Viking game while doing the cast, and Dave's going to talk about what he is drinking at the moment. Yeah, uh, so it's the Vikings and Packer game. Oh, I apologize. I, there is another team you, playing. You're in my house, though. Okay. The more playing. important team uh, was okay. left off. I, but I forgot they played two teams. Yes. Um, yeah, so I am drinking. Uh, I decided to take a take a little shift of what we drink, and I am drinking Sociable Cider Works. Uh, I love their cider. I've never really been a big cider guy. And then for our St. George's Day party that you conveniently could not attend. Yeah. Uh, I got a bunch of cider because I figured people might want cider. And so I've been slowly trying to drink through it. And some of the cider that I decided to get was from Social And it's fantastic. So I'm drinking their Shandy Apple. And, you know, I think that one of the cool things that they do is that on every box they have the flavor profile so they have like the bitterness, the body, the dryness, and sweetness, and you, and they rate it one to ten, and uh, and you can decide which one you want based on, based on the flavor profile, which I think is pretty cool because if you don't go to the, the actual brewery and go yeah. to the tap room, you have no idea what you're getting, and so I do not. Oh yeah, it's on the can too. I was about to say I don't know what this is, but so the uh, this one is really sweet and tart. And not very bitter, so it's a nice, it's a nice smooth drinker. Smooth, huh? Tastes kind of like apple juice. No, I like that idea. You're not going in wasting money. You might not like it, but they give you yeah. all the info you need, and you know what you like already. Yep. So yeah. Can... And so they're in northeast, uh, just north of Broadway, and uh, on Fillmore Tap Room. I haven't been there yet. It's on my list. Really want to get there. So that's what I'm drinking. John is I, uh, drinking H2O. I am having water. I had a tough night last night and just need to de- or hydrate myself again. Not dehydrate, but <laughs> hydrate my body again. And it's Monday tomorrow. I got to feel good. Yeah. So. And uh, so what exactly did you have last night? It was that just... That made it so bad. I mixed. Um, mixed. Just your typical water American beer. And then some Hofbrauhaus House Oktoberfest. And what did it were the few shots of McGillies. Yeah. That stuff's and never... I don't do hard alcohol anymore. I don't do shots, but pressure, peer pressure yesterday. I folded and now I'm paying the price, but you live, you learn. Yeah. Too old for this almost. 40, it's not going to work out. I actually, I had my own liquor last night. White whiskey, it's pretty good. Bib and Tucker, okay. from Kentucky. I apparently was a little bit more in moderation than you were. I think so. Yeah. I also didn't shoot mine, which yeah. probably helped. Uh, so yeah, we've got two games to talk about. Yep. And I will say, you know, that I'm filling in for Tony. You guys gel. You three guys gel. I'm gonna do my best, and we'll have to go from there. Sounds good. So. Um, I did. We were gonna try to have them uh, call in from their cruise, 
uh, he texted me uh, to say that they'd be, they'd be able to test the audio, getting some weird feedback from the phone. So I just got a text from them that they're not going to this time. So that's fine. And uh, let so them we'll, enjoy their vacation. Yeah, exactly. So we'll uh, let them do that, and we will uh, give this the old college try and see how it works out. So just bear with us. So we had two games to talk about. We've got uh, DCU from uh, Wednesday night, and then uh, Ralph Salt Lake last night. Uh, we'll obviously start with Wednesday's game against DC. We got to see Wayne Rooney. We got to see a new stadium and uh, in Audi Field. And it looked pretty nice. It looked pretty empty, too. Yes, it did. Uh, so that's maybe a good or bad thing. I guess it was a midweek game. And then they also we, had a hurricane coming. Yeah, that probably was the... Well, just with a namesake like Rooney, don't you think, at least year one, that they're going to fill that place up with a name like that? How does... You know... You, yeah, yeah, I think so. I didn't get to... I was going to try to catch some highlights of the, um, from last night. In fact, I don't even know if they played. Um, but I wanted to see if, you know, a... Saturday night game or weekend game is is better than a midweek game. I don't really pay attention to their attendance, so maybe maybe they're a lower attendance anyway. I don't, I'm not sure. They were before the new stadium anyway, right? Yeah. And then now, of course, this year they've been bouncing all over the place when it comes to where they've been playing since RK was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the stadium looked nice and... Uh, you know, honestly, I think right off the top of the bat, you know, I think we had one of our best away games that we've played all season. And it, with the fact that we lost 2-1, to one, that kind of makes makes that loss a, a bigger gut punch than what it, well, what it should be. What I could considering say. Considering how bad we are now, anyway. With that match, though, if it, again, wasn't for Shuttleworth... It could have been eight to nothing. Oh yeah, he, he had some stellar saves. I was just from what I saw from it, he was a lone defender there. Yeah, like always, and just and then eventually when you're getting all those shots on, you're gonna let one in, and you can't blame yourself because you can only do so much. Right, exactly. So let's get into it. Uh, I've got some got some notes on some different things. Uh, you know, we had. Initially, in the 26th minute, Romney to Acosta. You know, I think Max didn't necessarily pressure enough and allowed a nice pass. Uh, And then, of course, Birch completely blew his assignment and allowed Acosta a free run. And, you know, I'd like to blame Birch completely because I really don't like Mark Birch at all. Um, And... Reality is I, I, I can't because it kind of started much earlier than that. Uh, Pangop and Bob were out far on the on our left side, and it, they just did not do do much of any type of defending. And obviously the Pangop's a winger, so he can't defend much anyway. But he didn't pressure the ball at all, and Ariola had a nice clean pass. Bob missed the pass, which isn't a big deal. Uh, but with Bob being so far out on the left, 
vacated a huge spot in the midfield. Now, of course, Max Miano's there, so that should be okay. Uh, but it still made a big opening, and it, you know, Birch was way out on the left side of the box, really with no one to cover, and that made the void even bigger. You know, it's it just comes down to these. I think the last three episodes have been we don't have communication with our, you know, in our back line. Mm-hmm. It just continuously happens where you can just look at these plays, break down, and it's, well, if this guy would have done this and communicated what he was doing, that probably wouldn't have happened. And I mean, and that's the way it goes, you know, every single time. And so I'm going to do this differently because usually we go through the bad things and then we go through the good things. I'm going to actually make a nice little roller coaster ride. Okay. And so the next next play to point out was the 33rd minute. We had a really nice build up. Uh, we had four passes switching the side of the field, and it, there's a nice nice pass from Dinlotti inside to on Russian Quintero, and uh, Darwin did the rest of the work. Made a nice run, really great shot. Crossed the goal, of course. Hamid is, he's a very good keeper. Made the save. So that was our first really great opportunity. And and then minutes later, Rooney had another nice chance. Uh, that was his really his best chance of the game. And again, we've got our back line. Just kind of, I don't know, just kind of goofing around. Kelman completely misplayed him and allowed him a really nice move on the inside. And had not been for Bobby, we would have we would have been right there. That would have been a goal. So it's it's just one of those things where, again, it's defensive breakdowns. Mm. And so finally, the goals come. Right, we took the lead, which was kind of a shocker, I think. And it. Angelo Rodriguez gets his first goal. First goal, goal yep. And it, so, fantastic thing here. Uh, it was really kind of an individual effort, which was great because that's what we brought him in for. We wanted that forward. It he was could, a nice goal. He just a, do the th- never quit. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was it was pass from Darwin, and he took it all the, took the rest away. The initial shot was, I mean, it was a poor angle. I don't know if it would have gone in anyway. Uh, it blocked by O'Pair. Uh, but he was able to get the rebound and, and slotted it in. Uh, got an unassisted goal. First goal again. And, you know, this is always one of those things where you've got to say, maybe that's that's the goal that will open it up, right? I mean, uh, there's so much uh, men- mental work within a game that he got his first goal. Maybe we're going to see more. So hopefully we do. You know, so we managed to take the lead. I think everybody's hopes were pretty high. We had three really big saves from Bobby um, leading up to that. I thought we, again, I thought we were looking pretty good. The defense was, you know, not great, but it wasn't scatterbrained like it is sometimes. And so everything looked pretty good until the 65th minute when we give up our time goal. And it, this goal was so frustrating uh, because 
I mentioned it on Twitter number number of times. I mentioned it on this podcast a couple times. We have this thing that we need to get over with in in the defense. That as we provide extra defensive cover for them, they get lazy. The back line gets lazy, and so we'll go into it too much. But we saw it in Colorado. We saw it against Salt Lake in the first game. We saw it against New England Revolution um, in that same stretch of games where we allowed them to come back. And it, it's it's inevitable. Every single time we have uh, we bring in defensive cover into the midfield, or maybe we add a, a new defender, the center backs just fall asleep. And it, I don't understand what this is. You know, maybe this is a coaching thing. Uh, maybe it's head coach. Maybe it's an assistant coach thing that needs to be worked on. But it's very obvious. We make a shift. We have a lead. We make a shift to help out, and we, we lose it. In this case, it was the first game that we were playing both Max and Bob. So now all of a sudden, not only do they have one six in front of them, they have two number sixes in front of them. And so... Here we are, the defense kind of falls asleep, and, you know, Bob did well to pressure Rooney and push the ball outside uh, to, to Areola. Rooney makes a run in, you know, a jog, really, into the box, and no one really looks at him. We had Carter Manley who really shouldn't be too concerned with him anyways because he's, you know, he's a fullback. And we had Brent Kelman, who were both on Segura. And instead of shifting, Brent leaves Rooney all alone. Almsberg was unfortunately forced to go left because O'Pair was coming into the box from the DCU back line. And so he was out of the picture. He couldn't do anything. And and here we are with a pass into the box. Rooney, instead of taking the shot, flicks it on to Segura, who God knows how he managed to get enough space with two guys on him. But he managed to spin around and he takes the shot. Bobby couldn't do anything with no. it. I, th- I believe it went through Almsberg's, or I mean, uh, through... Manley's legs. It did go through somebody's. I don't remember who. And it, and there it is. You know, we had it was a soft goal, really, because he had two guys. How how in the world he managed to spin himself around and take a shot that went to Manley's right and Bobby's left and slotted in, basically rolling across the box. Never understand. It's just one of those incredibly frustrating, frustrating goals. And so, because I would like to pick on Mark Birch. In the 69th minute, he was put at the corner. God knows what was going on. Did you see this corner? I did not see that corner. So, I'm still trying to figure out if he meant to do what he did. Because the ball shoots out on the ground up to maybe, I don't know, midfield, 30 yards out. And it went right to one of our players. So I was like, well, you know, maybe he's doing that on purpose. 
But at the same time, it looked like it was a miskick. They were practicing a I FIFA mean, play. I was just like, that is, it's so classic Minnesota. We, you know, we had the lead. We allow a really soft goal. We were pushing forward. We got a corner. And what do we do? We kind of make it look like I'm out there taking corners with my left foot, which would be a disaster. I mean, that well, would be and like, if they want to pay me to do that, I can. Right. I mean, they want to save money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, having one of us out there paying us, you know, the minimum. Whatever that is. What is the minimum? I don't remember. I think it's 50-something now. I'd take that. I would take um, that, yes. I'll just stand on the sideline. I'll stand right on the touchline and uh, just not do anything because, honestly, 10 men, 11 men, doesn't really matter. And every single corner... I'll do the exact same thing. And yeah. it wouldn't be any worse than what Mark Birch did on that corner. So the minimum is 62500 All right. Well, I'd take that. I would take that, yes, to yeah. lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there was obviously um, some other good things. We, of course, Darren Maddox comes in as a sub. And it slots home another goal in the 69th minute, literally right after that corner. Um, and DCU takes the lead. I have notes on this. I don't know that we want to get into it. Really, it was it was their center backs a little bit. It was Mark Birch a little bit. Um, it was Manly not understanding his angles, uh, getting tripped up as as uh, Durkin rounded the corner into the box. It was just a mess of, again, really soft goals that we shouldn't be giving up. And so, you know, uh, to point out, Angelo had another really great shot at goal on uh, in the 78th minute. <clears throat> and I notate, noted that Again, it was one of those physical runs to the goal where he basically takes on the defense. And I and I said in my notes, you know, we Christian doesn't do that. And that is why we made that trade. It's it's obvious that is the player that they wanted, the type of player they wanted, and you're not gonna get that for Christian years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've gotten really kind of cheeky on social media lately with people still going on about Christian Muse. And it, somebody said, well, you know, and we'll get it. Yeah, in fact, I'll, I'll save that to the RSL game because it's more relevant. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think uh, that was the goal. I mean, that was the game. We, you know, we, we lost it to one. Some of the stats in that game, you know, were actually not that bad. It was 60-40 possession to D.C. That's going to be standard. We're playing counterattacking, you know, counterattacking football. You're going to probably have less possession. That's fine. Uh, shots were 16-16. to 16. Hmm. Shots on goal were 7-4. to four. I mean, it, that's not great, but it's still not terrible. I think one of the big things that I, I put in my notes was our duels – we were out-dueled 57-43. to 43. That's going to be something I'm going to bring up again with Salt Lake. I mean, if you're losing losing those 
one-on-one battles like that, that lopsided, you're, you're going to have problems keeping possession. So it, you can see the 60-40, well, it makes sense with counterattacking, counterattacking tactics. When you start looking at those duels lost, it's like, okay, that's, that's why it's 60-40. It has less to do with the style of play that we're doing. We just can't hang on the ball. Uh, you know, passing, we were 80, 81% completion, which is pretty solid. Uh, I think it was one of the higher percentages that we've had this year. And I, I wanted to point out, Max and Bob had 25 recoveries in the center of the pitch. They had three clearances inside the box, five separate interceptions that were almost all in the center of the field. And they had two blocks that were outside. That's exactly what we want from them. I mean, if if you looked at the if you looked at the um, the the field map thing that MLS use has in the box scores, you could see all of their work was really basically right down the center pitch. It's mm-hmm. exactly what we want. So, you know, in terms of some quick hits, I think, you know, Bob. And Max are what we're looking for. I think Bob makes sense to have his addition. He's a veteran presence. He understands how to play the game. He's He's got a bit more skill than I think most people necessarily expect, even though he's been kind of all over the place in his career. <clears throat> in his career. And I think that's what we need. And if Max is going to stick around, because obviously he's on loan, I think, he, I think Bob will be really great mentor for him, especially since uh, they're both Brazilian and they've got the, the benefit of having uh, you know, same language, they've mm-hmm. played in the same league, you know, it's I think this is going to be really good uh, Carter Manley you know, right now he's just not our answer uh, we have some major issues with our fullbacks uh, you know uh, Jerry went out early again with an injury. Eric Miller's still not healthy with his like fourth injury of the year, and he hasn't even been with us all year. Yep. I, you know, mainly I see a lot of good things. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's just not ready. So I think he might have to be out on loan again next season, or maybe at least have that 24 hour recall like he is now. Get some minutes down below in USL. And I think he's going to work out. But right now, he's just not an answer. Uh, Angelo continued to look solid. I think every single game he's played for us, he has looked the part. He just hasn't gotten the goals, right? Not yet. So I think that's a good thing. I think that's what we need. He's he's a workhorse uh, for what it's worth. The Audi Index, you know, I don't personally like it. A lot of other analysts don't really like it. No one really understands how it's scored. Dave loved but it. He had the highest. He was uh, six six hundred and thirty-eight for a score. I'm fairly certain he's the highest that any of our forwards have been all season, with the exception of Darwin, if you consider him a forward. So that's another positive. Of course, Darwin came back. What'd you think? Was he sorely missed? I think so. I mean, just I think his presence on the field. I mean, they, those games weren't that, you know, there was a chance. 
with him on the field. The body language was better besides the defensive blunder at the end. Right. You know, but, you know, I think just the whole team in general said, hey, our guy's back. It, it, one person does make a lot yeah. of difference when it comes down to just being positive. That, hey, now we have a chance. Unfortunately, those chances didn't happen. And not to go into the next game, but our season is basically yes over, you know. Yes. And it's time to start looking forward to next year and go from there. Yeah. You know, I think uh, it, it's tough to it's tough to always evaluate our players when you have a playmaker like him. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to tell, okay, are they playing out of position or are they playing just better when he's on the field? You know, and I think... We had Miguel Ibarra playing on the on the left against DC, which, considering he's left-footed, you would think well, left makes the most sense. I've argued all season that he needs to play on the right, that he's better on his weak side. And the problem is, I fi- I feel like I finally got that opportunity to say, look, we had Darwin in the game, Miguel's on the right, or I mean on the left. And he's not doing as well. So I finally had an opportunity to say, look, he switched back to his quote-unquote natural position with Darwin in the game, and he still couldn't quite look the part. So I really think he needs to stay on the, on the right. I think he's, you know, he seems to do really well on his weak side, cutting in with his, his strong side. For whatever reason, this needs to work. Uh, last point of that game, I don't know what to think about paying up. I, I just just don't think he's a guy that we want. But he's young. Um, How old is he? Incredibly cheap. How old is he? I think he's 23. Okay, so yeah, he is young. And like you said, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he can I fill mean, the position for the time being. Yeah, I mean, maybe he needs to be loaned out next season. Um, that'd be nice. If, if he can develop, fantastic. Uh, I guess we'll see. So, you still know beer? Still no beer? No, I'm going to... I do apologize. I'm letting the other guys down too, but... I mean, I pointed out when you got here, mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, I drank water all episodes. So, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, what... I'll probably bring it up at least once more. All right. So yes, it'll still be no. Yeah. Okay. So Salt Lake, you did not watch Salt Lake. I hit bits and pieces, and that's about okay. it. And and I should actually ask you: Is there anything you want to add about DC? I actually have questions in a whole about not the games themselves, but in a whole to get your view more of a general questions that I'll okay. throw after we talk about the next match. Alright, cool. So Salt Lake. You know, I think in terms of salt in terms of the teams we played, considering how we looked uh, against DC, I thought Salt Lake was gonna be our best chance to win a game. Now, Salt Lake is really, really strong at Rio Tinto, so there's always that issue. But for me, I, I 
I messaged you before the game, and I said that I felt really positive about this game. And, I mean, you know, we almost won. Yeah. It was a 1-1 draw. Uh, You know, they, of course, ended up scoring in the 10th minute, which we're all too used to that, so there's not a lot to say about that, right? Yep. Uh, You know, really, that whole goal started with Michael Boxel giving it away super, super cheaply in midfield. Uh, You know, Omsberg, well, actually I should say Krylak first beat Bob, which, you know, whatever, say whatever that means. Omsberg, though, didn't apply any pressure whatsoever. And it, you know, it was like almost as if he was expecting Calvo, who was on the left, to, to come in and take care of business. And Krylik was given a perfectly good goal. Uh, was that now, that was their first goal, correct? Yep. From when he was on top of the box? Yep. Okay. I saw now, the highlights. I don't necessarily give Omsberg all of the blame here because guess what? I think Bobby kind of let us down. It's kind of blasphemous sometimes. But I think that Bobby was shaded just a little bit too far to his near post. And it it allowed, when he came out just a bit, he came off his line maybe two, three yards, it opened the whole right side of the goal. And right there is where Crowley put the ball. You know, I think he's done that a few times where he ends up protecting one post over the other. And a goal sneaks in. And I think this was a really good, really good uh, example of where, you know, Bobby just overplayed and it, it didn't quite work. The reality is, though, had Omsberg pressured Krylock, had Boxel not even given it up in the first place mm-hmm. um, so poorly, had Bob had a better line, he may not have gotten beat. So there are a lot of things that led up to it. Uh, but. In the end, that's what a goalie is, right? He's the guy that's supposed to be the last stop. And I think had he positioned himself a little bit better, we might not have allowed that goal. Uh, We had another situation, a few situations. Uh, In the 12th minute, uh, Omsberg again failed to provide pressure to cry. And again, almost, almost had another goal. Literally a minute later, Rushnak was allowed like acres of space by Brent and almost made it two again. Um, then we had the 28th minute where, again, Kalman, he just did not seem like he was in the game. Uh, I mean, he did a re- he dispossessed really well. But he didn't raise his head up at all, and he passed it directly back to Arcel. And for me, I was like, okay, you got just dispossessed. Uh, Boxel was in the area. So for me, I was like, you don't need to rush this. You should be able to look up and say, okay, where can I pass? I mean, at least a split second. I mean, he never even lifted his, lifted his head up, and it ended up being a cheap giveaway and that almost led to another good opportunity and then 
literally a minute later. Then we had uh, Max, who was dispossessed in, in the midfield. And uh, Rushnak made a really nice run into the box. Backline couldn't contain him. Kalman failed to pressure him at all. He had a really nice shot off, but it went over the bar. So he got saved again. You know, it's one of these things where you just see these odd mental lapses. Sorry, that was... I just had to point out Kirk Cousins made the <laughs> it was, weirdest pass. It was to nobody. It, it wasn't even within 20 yards of a Packer. That's no, it was very bad. Anyway. <laughs> we both hesitated. <laughs> there. We're like... <laughs> anyway. So, we of course had our nice, our first nice change, 67th minute. Uh, Miguel, it was a great pass um, up to Darwin al- along the uh, left side. Darwin brought it in the box. Perfect. I don't know if it's supposed to be a shot or if it was a pass. It looked like a pass when I watched the okay. highlights. It did look like a pass. And it, Miguel almost put it on goal. Almost. It was so close. Mm-hmm. I don't. It was one of those sitters that. Probably should have put it in, but got excited. Yeah, and didn't. It is what it is with us, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and so then, finally, the eighty-third minute, we did get our goal, which was huge because it's a waypoint at this point. It was a really great pass from Darwin, really nice chip from Ibarra, Miguel Ibarra. And it, and so that that was a that was a really really important important goal right there. But controversy always, right? Yep, with and us it, and that VAR. Yeah, and it, you know it was fitting that it happened against Salt Lake because Salt Lake when they came here, um, they managed to have a similar situation against them. And resulted in fines for the team. Resulted in fines for the manager. It's, you know, it's just so annoying that we don't have communication on VAR. Because the reality is no one's entirely sure uh, what happened. I mean, everyone's assuming there was a there was a situation where Darwin was offside. He came back into an onside position. Everyone's assuming it's that. The problem is, though is the only way he's offside is if Maximiano makes contact with the ball after that whole situation happened. There's no definitive evidence from video replay that he actually made contact with the ball. On top of that, there's no definitive evidence from video replay that Darwin Quintero was even offside. So here we are with a perfect sequence. Miguel had a fantastic Mm -hmm. shot. I mean, that really that angle was yeah amazing. And I mean, I was at my neighbor's. He he was nice enough to turn on the TV and turn the game on. And it, he's not a big soccer guy at all. He's been to a couple games, um, but he, I mean, that caught that goal caught his attention. Yeah. And I mean, it was a fantastic goal. And the reality is, VAR is supposed to be clear and obvious to turn, overturn. It wasn't there. There's no clear and obvious. It, what's even better is the head ref had his linesman 
looking over his shoulder, talking to him about this. Okay, if it takes two of you, plus the VAR ref or whatever they call <laughs> VAR official, it that's not clear and obvious. Yeah, it should have the goal should have been allowed, and we should be given an explanation on the field yeah. of what's going on. It's just like that game at home where there yeah. were 20-some thousand of us saying, what just happened? Yeah. Explain it to us. I mean, just like in the NFL, it's got to be... It has to be conclusive or whatever, inconclusive, yeah. whatever, or it stays. And it, you know, and the reality is, is look, you're already... Uh, you're already wasting our time with the VAR. So just tell us. Mm-hmm. Waste the extra 10 seconds and tell us. It's really that simple. I, I just think that you know they need to have some discussions in the offseason about this, and hopefully they do. That means I mean, the head officials are going to have to get a mic hooked yeah. up to the, just like the NFL refs do, and or let the announcer say something. But yeah, we need to know. As paying fans, we need to know. Yeah. See how it works over in the EPL now that they're starting it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think they should just mic up the ref at all times. So we we just hear it. We just, just hear what he says. We hear what the players say to him because mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. Because I'm sure they'd have to believe everything. They would have the to for the youngins. Um, but you know, it's just you know, it's one of those things where you know, yeah, we need an explanation, really. Do. And that was a that was a win, right? If if we win this. We all of a sudden have four points on this on this road stretch. Yeah, and uh, I would have been much closer to being correct because I said we were going to get seven points. Which, considering how well we played in DC, considering we had a win at RSL taken away from us, mm-hmm. I would have been right. But that's the way it goes. Um, some stats for this game. You know, we had shots 13-7 to for RSL. Shots on goal were 3-2. So, uh, it was much more even. Possession was almost identical. 61-39 this time. Uh, we had 82% passing. Uh, reality is, though, with that passing, and in fact, I didn't even mention this with the DC game, is the great thing about, the, about MLS's maps is you can select the whole team. You can select passing, successful passes, and you can see like all of the on this map on the field, you can see all the passes. And the reality is all our passes were basically thirty feet or thirty yards out, back, back and forth, side to side, not really any not really any, you know, legitimate legitimate movement that's gonna be pushed off pass appearance all the time. Um and it you know, so 82% passing, mm, we didn't really do anything with that passing. Um, it's a nice catch, though. This foot's not done. Um, let's see. Duels, 46-33. So, again, you know, just like DC, they just had fewer. We had even fewer. It, you know, you're not going to have good possession if you're losing out every single time. You have a one on v one. It's just, man, that's a really good pass or catch. Uh, and so then, again, I'd say 
Bob and Max did their job. You look at the at the map, and you know, look. I mean, they they're doing what they have to do. The center of the field, what they brought, was what? taken care of very well, and it worked. I, I think they're doing what they need to do. That's why they brought unpopular. Them in. Yeah, my unpopular opinion for the uh, podcast is. That we need to move on from Abu Dhabi. I, I get it. Maybe he will be something someday. I just don't think we should be taking our chances with it. I mean, he's constantly injured, and now he's become a liability because I still have no idea of why Angelo Rodriguez was not with us in Salt Lake City. Um, he was not on the injury report. Um. I checked multiple news sources, couldn't find any information. So why ever he wasn't, I don't know. But the reality is he cannot stay healthy and he's a liability mm-hmm. at this point. I think we I think we need to cut our losses and and move on. If he becomes good with someone else, so so what? I mean that's what we're used to in this town. It's true. That's true. So, you know, that's my unpopular opinion. Uh Reality, quick takes from that game. You know, we had some stretches of ineptitude, mostly on defense. I kind of alluded to them with the, again, lack of pressure, just not really really seeming like we're doing what we need to be doing. Obviously, this game was really weird because we had four center backs in the back line, two playing left and right back. So that made things a little weird, obviously. Calvo has played left back um, more often than Boxel's played right back. So that probably didn't help things. Um, that's kind of the reality of the of the game, though. Uh, you know, I think Brent, Brent and Wyatt both failed to really uh, provide any adequate pressure on the ball. I thought Romario and Miguel were really great. They provided some fantastic pace on the wings. I think we need to make sure that both of them are on the field at the exact same time. If that means we have to play that same back line here on out, that's, I think that's what we got to do. got nothing to lose at this time. Yeah. Just try it. Or even new. But what else can you try new? He doesn't have... No, I mean, they still want to win, obviously. So maybe you don't want to try things new if things are working. Right. You know, I think the, the nice thing is... is Making a making a tactical change like that, I don't think you're I don't think you're harming too much, right? I mean, I don't think you're making it. I don't think you're sending a message that well, this is the season's over. We don't really care anymore. I think Boxel and Calvo are capable fullbacks if they have to be. Uh, it's not great. I mean, I wouldn't put them against you know Atlanta or. NYCFC or LA, either LA's probably. Um, but, you know, I think that they're they're capable. And if that means that you can make that decision and get your best players in midfield on the field at the same time, I think that's a good thing. Uh, again, Darwin continued to obviously provide that leadership and 
spark that we needed. I, I don't think it was a very good game for him, quite honestly. But he was solid. He made his presence known. Uh, and then, you know, that's point to support. We got a road point. We now have four points on the road. Wait. We won. I think we have five points on the road. We did win. Yeah, because we earlier we on. won against Orlando, and then we tied against Galaxy and now tied against Salt Lake. So, five points on the road. So, beats last year. It's not great, but it's points. Yes, and it's better than last year. So, you said you had... I was going to... I was just thinking this, and like I said, it's just my opinion, my views, whatever. If people agree, no, whatever. Do you think there might be... Because it's about Shuttleworth. I mean, are there teams out there probably looking at him with a decent defense saying, gosh, if we're just maybe a goalie away from having a better club? I'm just, and would they, would the United even get rid of him? You think? I mean, they put a lot of faith in him the last two years. Um, um, you know, I think that's something to consider. I think it, I think it would be a very similar situation to Ramirez, right? Um, if if the offer was right. Now, I don't know what his contract situation is. No, I. Just I thought about it when I was driving here. I'm like, gosh, but the or yeah. watching that Wednesday game, I'm like, yeah, you know, if he's if he's a situation where, uh, you know, he's still under contract at the end of the season, I can see a deal if it makes sense. I, I think I think Lampson is more than capable. He's not quite as quick. Um, I am surprised we haven't seen him. Yeah, as much except what first game or two. He played uh, two back to back, and I think that was it. Yeah, and I think he played. I think he played in the U.S. Open Cup. Okay. Yes, because they weren't gonna. I think. Um, you know, I think he's capable, right? I think he's. He can do it. I don't. He's not as good as Bobby on the saves. He's mm-hmm. much better than Bobby on distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean. It, if Shuttleworth is still under contract and there's the proper deal, I could see them making that move. Okay. Uh, especially with Alex Cap, who uh, everything I've heard sounds like he's he's a great young goalie. So I could see, I, well, I could see them moving Lampson too. I mean, if depending on the contract situation for both, I think they're both capable of starting goalkeeper so I think Bobby would get more of a return I think so too I mean he's proving it besides his distribution yeah for the most part I think he's impressing me more than I thought he was gonna because mm-hmm. once we got lamps and I'm like well Shutterworth he's done and right. it didn't happen yeah I mean I, I don't think Bobby has a lot of years left I mean he's I think he's 33 so, so you know obviously some goalies play they look at Buffon. Yeah. Do we have to? I I had to use him as an example. Look at Pe- look at Petr Cech. Oliver Kahn would have been a good one to say. Sure. Okay. You seem to. <laughs> I you know they can play well into their thirties, right? Mm-hmm. Or much older. Uh, so I think that that's uh, that's something that's 
should be considered, but at the same time, I don't think most stay at a high level. I think Bobby isn't at a high level. I don't think he's elite, right? So I think in the next couple of years, he's going to fall off, and as he falls off, he's going to obviously not be nearly as good as he is. Well, that's hopefully. sense. Well, that's why I asked. Yeah. You might be putting too much faith in my opinion, but well, this is an okay. I'm the only one here, so you are. So I can't ask anybody else right now. You could ask my wife. What would her view be? And she'd be like, "What?" <laughs> Ooh. She would just try sell me an oil and move on, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I guess when it comes to the defense, do you think it's a personnel change? One player might make a big difference for their chattering. Their get back together or get talking chattering to make it work or is it just they don't do they know the season's over with and it's just not going to get any better from here on out I mean obviously they're still playing for contracts money this and that right you know it's not like they want to lose nobody wants to lose but sometimes their body language shows it like they're not going to want to win yeah you know I think it was before the game uh, Adrian Heath said that, you know, these games are about, you know, who sticks around. So, I would hope that the defense is taking that into consideration. Now, obviously, obviously, if they don't want to stick around, <laughs> that might change things, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I think the only person that, or the only two players that really want to stick around probably are Cowman. Hometown boy. And and TSL. I, I think those two probably probably uh, are the most likely. Obviously Jerry for whatever reason likes this place. Um, and it, I mean enough to get his green card, right? Yep. So, you know, I think there's something there that says he's interested in hanging around if he can which hopefully he can because I think he seems to be a really cool guy uh, obviously being a hometown boy as you just pointed out Kelman makes sense so I think oh that was a bad 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 beautiful hmm. um, he looked like uh, Alexi Gomez taking a shot well, the, that's what we're going to That's the where the lace is out. Yeah. See, we can actually compare both it footballs. It wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, that was like, that wasn't even on target 10 yards up. Blair Walsh just put on a Viking uniform again. So that's what just happened. <laughs> well, what's even better is, look, Mike McCarthy's looking at it like, is that going to be out? Dude, that, was, that wasn't even. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a whole other, it was in Milwaukee. Um, so, you know, I I would suspect that Calvo could probably get a better contract somewhere if he wanted one. But, you know, he seems to be he seems to be very uh, content for the most part. I wouldn't say that his play necessarily necessitates him staying, but um, you know, I think I could see him moving on. 
ultimately, I think these last, what is it, seven games? No, five games. Is there that many left still? Five games. Five, okay, because I'm going uh, to two more home games and that's it. Three more home Three. games. Three. Portland, New, New York, York, and... Uh, and then the guys. Ellis. Or, yeah. uh, you know, I think they should be using this as an opportunity to to work on that communication. I mean, if, if there's a chance that Adrian Heath is going to be saying, look... This is about evaluating players at this point. You would hope that they are. And it's a fantastic opportunity to do so. So, yeah. The question is, is maybe their skill level, maybe they're at the peak. So it doesn't matter how much they communicate. Yeah, where they're at, it's not going to get better. And yeah. I mean, which could be, I mean, a sad but true thing. Yeah possibility. The offseason will be interesting. Yeah, it you know? will be. Because like I said, when we before we started, it's like okay, we have to understand as the fans it was all about the stadium first. McGuire needed to get the stadium built. That's what he put his money down toward. Every single dime. And now it's time to build a team. Yep. And I don't want to... I've always said this, even when they were still in NASL days, moving up to the MLS. I said... I don't think he wants to do this and just be mediocre. Right. I, th- I think he wants to, you know, especially being a new team, being a sport that is only really watched by, a, you know, the same people over and over again. You're going to want to win, you know. And I'm hoping, I mean, he did a lot in NESL, even though our last year in the NESL was a little disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing compared to the last season, which, but... Yeah, I don't know. I hope they do well, and I just want to say a lot of I told you so is to the people that don't like the game. Right. You know, I've said they're going to win a championship before the Vikings do. Yeah. And if that could happen, that would be the biggest dream come true, I think. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say that the, uh, the opportunity is definitely there if, you know, if they... Uh, if they do right, you know, and I think McGuire probably didn't realize how uh, how difficult it is to to build a team. Correct, and I, you guys yeah. talked about that in you know a couple episodes ago. Yeah, comparing Atlanta and can't do that. Yeah, you know, and the reality is, and I think we we talked about that in that episode too. Was look, Arthur Blank didn't put any money forward. Yeah. So if you know if we were to play at U.S. Bank Stadium. And McGuire would have been able to put $300 million towards building a squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine yeah. what our squad would be like? Would we have had a better team if the Vikings got the team? It would have been the same thing as Atlanta. I don't think it would have been as... No, I don't think so. I think the Wills, you know, wanted a team just to want a team. Correct. I don't, and I don't think they would put any effort into no, it. And that's why us fans were devastated to find out that the Vikings even have a chance. You right, know, we were like absolutely not. Yeah, and now of course we have the we have the example of the Wilfs being involved in the ownership of Louisville. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. To and see. that proves right there what you just said. It's just about yeah just getting a team, a team and getting an extra thing of revenue. That proves a lot right yeah. there that it's not about the sport. And there've already already been um, accusations that the ownership group 
of Louisville has been screwing over the city. And so, you know, no shocker. So there. he did that with the yeah. city of Minneapolis, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll take a break. About a few more things about Minnesota. One more thing. Sounds good. podcast i made a very bad mistake and forgot to tell you you could find us on the beautiful game network bgn.fm sorry i apologize tony would not have forgotten and also lunacypodcast.com you can go to and get links to facebook instagram spreaker and itunes and it takes and twitter and beautiful game network and the beautiful game network of course um, they have been gracious, as they've said since the picking you guys up, and yeah. you know. So I do apologize, and I won't make that mistake again. Yeah, hopefully they won't pull us. I yeah. Well, you know what? Then I guess Tony can never go on vacation again. Exactly. I mean, I can't believe you let him go. Well, you know. I mean, I got control. Or that, or Nels doesn't get to celebrate a birthday anymore. That that could work that, too. Which, by the way. Happy birthday, Nels. Yes. He's 40. So, you know, that's kind of crazy. I'm not there yet. John, you're there soon. December 18th? How's that make you feel? Well, after last night, old. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Yes, and then I played some a pickup game of basketball with a bunch of little yahoos yesterday. They asked me if I wanted to play. How young? I'm talking about... The oldest playing, I think, might have been 11. The youngest playing was maybe 5, 6. So they literally probably just ran around you. Well, what it was is 3 on 2. Me and the older kid okay. were on the team. And then there was some kid on like a little pedal go-kart. You know, kids are going to do whatever he wants sure, to do. Yeah. Wasn't paying attention. Start driving up the sidewalk or the driveway where we were. And I s- tripped over him. That's why my wrist is hurting right okay. now. And I pulled out, and I all of a sudden get off. The th- yeah, so it was. Luckily, I didn't break anything because I hit hard. And so. That's, but I got back up and I played, and I was in flip flops, ended up being in my bare feet. And. So it was kind of like me on the skateboard Friday night, which we can talk about later. Yes. In later hose and trying yeah. to ride a skateboard on the sidewalk. Yes. <laughs> um, that made me feel real. Um, Got to get one of those electric ones where you don't have to kick. You can just yeah. go up and down. Kid, My kid wants one, but I don't know. Oh, I bet they're a blast. Yeah, because he tried it at the X Games when I took him to the X Games. 
and they are like two thousand dollars for a good one, but you can find them on Amazon for like four hundred too. But I, and I told him you're not going to get the one you tried at the X Games, so right. you know you're not going to get the speed. You're gonna, you're probably not going to like it. I told him so. Right. Spend your money wisely because he wanted to save up his birthday money for it. So now he wants scuba gear. So hey, got to do something. Right? Got to do something. Yes. Uh, so. I've switched up what I'm drinking. Still drinking social side works, but now I'm drinking the uh, the scrumpy apple, which um, it's a little bit. Uh, I'd say it's a little bit drier, maybe, and it's a little heavier body. Uh, good stuff though. Again, I'm a bit biased because I've had all of theirs that they sell anyway. Um, and it's fantastic cider. And I am having water. I have not switched it up. I tried with my bar to get him to get John to drink something. And I couldn't even look at it. And I, I don't blame you. Well, I get the feeling. I know, so. <laughs> All right, so just a couple more things with uh, Minnesota United. Uh, I wanted to bring up really briefly comments about... Um, Adrian Heath, uh, he said, well, in fact, I had mentioned this earlier, how everyone's kind of playing for a spot next year at this point. And so in those comments, he had made made a point that they probably needed roughly seven players. I think it was six or seven players to uh, be competitive next year. And that comment kind of struck me as interesting because... Just a couple episodes ago, uh, I mentioned my theory as to who was responsible for the Christian Ramirez trade that in uh, 2016, when they hired Adrian, he made a comment that, look, I expect Amos McGee and Manny Lagos to provide me players that are going to make us competitive. And here we are. Two, almost two years later. Just a couple months short of that. And he is still saying, we need these players to be competitive. Look, is that not a suggestion that people who are blaming Adrian Heath are wrong? It is the front office. They're ha- he's hamstrung by their personnel decisions. And I have said that. Yeah. I think at the beginning, I've never had an issue with Heath, to be honest with you, because I've always said, does it? How high? How high does it go up? It right. goes much higher up. Does it go to McGuire? I mean, he's right in the check. Maybe it's, it's maybe. But. I as we pointed out, Earl, just a few minutes ago. You know, we don't think he understood how difficult it was both teams. Correct. I don't think it's him. I think it stops below him. But does he just say, okay, this is how much money you guys got. You got to go figure it out with this much money. It's and possible. They, you know. I mean, considering what the... I think Allianz was originally supposed to be $150 million, and now it's hit 300 Yes. So... Because of technology. It's yeah. not infrastructure. It's They're putting top-of-the-line top stuff into that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we agree. I think generally, because Tony and Dave aren't here, I can speak for them. <laughs> I think generally they also agree 
that I think we're putting a little bit too much blame here on Adrian Heath. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there are certain elements of this team's supporters who wish for the old days. Yes, yes, yes. Weren't prepared for this is now MLS, and it's not going to be the same. Yep. And so they're a little upset with the fact that Adrian Heath is kind of that the goat step into the new. So they kind of lash out at Adrian. I think they're wrong. I think this these comments continue to say that that it's it's continuing to show. Look, I need players. He made those comments. I think it was after Salt Lake game earlier this year. All the way back to 2016. Yeah, I think it's a lot of front office is doing what they want. Adrian's like, come on. That's all I had to say about that. Uh, you had some comments that you wanted to make about this well, stadium. I drive by this stadium every day, twice, going back and to from work. And I'm like, I bet there's a lot of people that don't even look at it, don't even care. And even a little thing, I think, just switching on the lights every once in a while, every blue moon, just, hey, that thing actually does look cool, might get people involved. I mean, people like, people that I know that don't even like baseball went to Target Field just to see it. Granted, it's going to be harder to get tickets for this than Target Field. I mean, for me, it was mid-season that I went to the first game at Target Field. It took me a while to get tickets because I wasn't going to spy scalping them I'm not going to do that but I mean just the hey that's a cool stadium they should just it's free advertising right if you think of well not if you're going to pay for it but I I don't I think it would be cool just every morning especially now when it's darker longer in the morning yeah it would be pretty cool seeing that going to work well you know I think it'd be interesting if they were able to maybe not make the lights so bright like if there's a way to to you know gauge or set the level of intensity, mm-hmm. uh, being able to do that. Or are they even allowed to? Is there an ordinance? Now that That's I just true. thought about that, they might only be able to have it on during events, right. matches, Could concerts, be. whatever. So. Um, piss on St. Paul if that's the way it is. Well. But they were gracious enough to give us a tax-free Yes, but remember, it was tax-free to anybody that wanted it. So, and that's if it would have been somebody else, somebody else would have gotten upset too. Right. Some business coming in, not as much, but that it's a sport. People don't realize companies get that stuff all the time. It right. just gets brought out to a bigger picture when it's a sports team. Right. But in this situation, sure. that's all they got. Yeah. And a tax rate off, or then tax cuts for construction. I mean, that is it. Yeah. We can talk well, about another stadium I'm not going to get into with what they got. Yeah. And, you know, the cool thing is, is, they're putting a lot of stuff into this stadium. I mean, I saw it was going to be 179 trees. Incredible amount of green space. You know, they're obviously trying to to uh, make it less stadium, right? Yep. It's not going to be a big parking lot. I mean, think about think about uh, Toyota Park in Chicago. Do we have to? Sorry, Bridgeview. Bridgeview, yeah. And uh, how it's just like the stadium and it's surrounded by dirt yeah that's the thing they didn't even it's a dirt parking lot 
Mm-hmm. They can. I mean, that's a big parking lot, uh, but it's not like when you go to Comiskey and going to watch a baseball game. If you're parking around the stadium, at least it's paved. Right. I mean, pave the thing because it yeah. got dirty. Yeah. It. it yeah, because we've been there. I've been there twice now. You and I went last year, yeah. and yeah, it was just a dirty. Because it. But the good thing about it, it was muddy because it rained before tailgate. Right, yeah, right. So if it, it would have been muddy or dusty, one of the two. That's not, and then leaving that thing was a joke. Yeah, it was. It what we if you want to get out of that thing, you have to leave ten minutes before the match is over with to get yep. out of there. It was a joke. And it's funny because we we rag on Chicago a lot on this podcast. I don't think we'd ever be able to have a podcast with a Chicago Tony Tony Dave and I have talked about this. That, you know, like getting together with another team team's podcast or something. I don't think we'd ever be able to do that with Chicago because we literally... Do they even have Chicago. one? Do they have enough fans for that? No, we actually mentioned, talked about this, that they have been. I couldn't find a podcast. Okay. So. Because like we've talked about it before, they don't even have glimpses of stuff in their papers. Right. Sometimes it's not even... But like you said, though, being that far out, but yeah. it's still a team, though. I, I don't know. Yeah. Schweinsteiger couldn't do it, so who can if he can't, then no, we all know nobody can. <laughs> Maybe Buffon. Uh, okay, sorry. I don't know any other Italian players, so some retired uh, dude. So. All right, so we this weekend we decided on Friday to uh, do Oktoberfest. Yes, you came in your later hosen garb. Yes, and. By the way, well, you, well, no, it was while Jenny was getting the apple fritters. Okay. I think I think you were standing in the line with her. No, she, I was waiting for the brat at that time. Yes. And then she went left, came back. Yeah. Okay. So during that time, I was pulled aside by a, a, a German woman. Okay. I'm guessing 50s, 60s. Okay. And she complimented me on my later hosen. And I was like, well, thank you. And she asked me where I got it. And I was like, well, I actually got it from Amazon. Okay. She was surprised. And she's like, well, did it come from, you know, was it a, an American costume company? Mm-hmm. I said, no, actually, it was a German company. Uh, well, that's why you spent a little more. It was quality. Yeah. It wasn't, she, it was nice looking. Yeah, I was like, well, that's nice. I mean, well, okay, so she had an accent. Maybe she's faking it. She didn't tell me she was German. Okay. I assumed by her accent. Germanic, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was the uh, first time this year I've gotten to wear it. And uh, it was a good time. It was fun. Um, it was Friday. It wasn't as busy as we probably thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows how it was yesterday. It was only a day and a half long. Right. It wasn't today either. Um, the lines, though, were long. They were. And yeah. I was just like tomorrow, yesterday, if they actually got twice as many people throughout, because it was from ten to ten yesterday, and on Friday it was from four to ten, and they had a little parade. It was a cute little thing. It right. was, you know, I think kids would have been upset thinking they would have seen a parade with yeah. Tootsie Rolls being tossed. Yeah, no candy. No candy. It was like three floats. Yeah. And then they had the keg opening, which didn't <laughs> did not go well did not go as planned either. But um, 
Yeah, I I think it was good. I mean, of course, there's a lot more stuff they could have offered. Granted, this is Dramatic American Institute who puts this on. It's their second year, yeah. um, which Dave and I are both members of. And I think it could get better if they have time. Yeah. I mean, they could get more food options. I mean, there's more in Germany to eat than brats and schnitzel. They believe it or not, there is more. Well, they they did have spatzel. They did have spatzel, spatzela, and sorry, <laughs> I'm not German. I mean, I and, am German, but and then ooh, we could talk about that too, actually. And um, Jenny loved it. I mean, because we got it at the Christmas market last year at St. Paul Christmas Market. Well, they gave it to us right out of the pan, and it was like thirty below, and it was cold before you even ate it. So she goes, "Oh, it's a different flavor." It was no, it was really good though. Um, that was the lentil one, right? The whatever, probably. And I, I think it was gr- good. Um, you know, soon it could get better, hopefully, and get more. I mean, like Roladen. Dave Stevens loves Roladen. You know what that is? It's like a pickle wrapped with meats and stuff. Or you oh, got, yeah. It's like chunks of pickle and you wrap it yeah, with like, okay. a, like a beef. Yeah, and it, Dave loves it. And I think my mom made it for him once after... He had some somewhere else that my mom made it for him. And, yeah, but I, I liked it. I haven't gone to many other Oktoberfests except by Gostoff's. And that was just the tent years ago. And it was fun. I mean, we didn't spend as much time in the tent like I thought we were going to be because we were just mingling. You know, right, us yeah. and usually I talk a lot and I don't shut up. <laughs> like you didn't a, even... You didn't even uh, seek out some Germans. But, okay, that's what Jenny even said. She goes, because at Deutsche Tag this past summer, everybody I talked to, it was German. It right. was, you know, and, you know, my German, it goes. I can get by. People say it's better than I think. My brother might disagree. He says my German's horrible, but <laughs> to each our own. But um, at the Deutsche Tag at the Germanic American Institute off of Summit Avenue... They have a big little... It's smaller, but maybe because it's on a smaller land. It's more compact. You know, they had food options, and that was where I talked German quite a bit to people. Sure. You know, but it was just too spread out, maybe, and because that one lady at the gate who was telling us where to get our wristbands for, I was trying to talk German to her. She had a thick accent, but she just responded in English. Sure. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So, or maybe she thought my German was bad. They didn't want to talk to me in it. <laughs> well, you know, and you wonder maybe the fact that Oktoberfest is in the United States, obviously, is a little bit more like St. Patrick's Day. So, you know, you have to wonder how many people that who actually go to Oktoberfest are even German at all. Right? True, because I, um, you know, I mean, I've celebrated. St. Patrick's Day, and I have, don't have a lick of Irish in me. Correct. That I know of. Um, and so, you know, I think maybe Deutsche Tag mm-hmm. is it's by the GA, yeah. GAS, and you're uh, going, German American Institute. Yeah. And so, it's a bit more German. It's, right? yeah. So, maybe with Oktoberfest, it's kind of like, well, you know, there's a lot of Americans like myself that who are German- Ancestry, you know, have significant German ancestry, but we don't know any German. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally that makes sense. Zero. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. So maybe, yeah, it's just people don't generally 
get into the flow of the German language yeah, in so those situations. Now you can totally compare it to St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I think so. That's a good comparison. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned volunteering next year. Yeah. And, and I, I'd totally be up for it. I've already told Sarah that I'm going to. Okay. And uh, I was actually, it would have been fun to go yesterday, too, to see the Bavarian wedding. They were mm-hmm. going to have a Bavarian wedding there on. And granted, I'm German, yes, but not Bavarian. Right. So, I like going for the aspect of it's. you're going to see Germans, you're going to talk, but I don't, I'm not Clark Griswold. I'm not going <laughs> to, right? you know, but it was awesome there, though. You had yours on, and yeah. of course I had my jersey on. Yeah. You know. Which, there were actually fewer German jerseys than I thought there'd be. And the jerseys we, well, actually, we saw like handful of the white three-star ones yeah. from four years ago that they wanted in. But that's really, and then some generic ones that said Deutschland on it for like right. the little kids. But yeah, I mean. And there's that one Italian. There was. There was an Italian. It was just weird. It was. It's like, you know, he was trying to sabotage something. Shocked I walked by him. He didn't fall and take a roll around. But that was pretty cool. But, no, it was it was fun, and hopefully they can keep it going, and it yeah. can get bigger and bigger. And the location they have it by is a Schmidt Brewery, which is a – I know why they picked that location. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Schmidt Brewery looks European. Yeah. You know, it was a very nice area. And hopefully they can grow it. Yeah, you can tell that uh, the the founders of Schmidt Brewery were German. Yes. Like you can just tell that they used their ancestral heritage to influence how they built that. Yeah. And designed it. Um, you know, I I contemplated putting some pictures up. Maybe I will now once we post once I post this to the Facebook page. I'll I'll connect a couple pictures to it just so. People can see uh, mm-hmm. see what the two of us did, and you know maybe Tony and Dave will yeah. have some hopefully appropriate photographs from their trip, trip that they can uh, share with the viewers or so, listeners. Well, Sorry. Tony's wife went with, so there has to be some appropriate. That's true. So That's Kelly went. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, as far as as far as what we have to talk about, that's about it. Um, I think. Unless I, you have something to say. Well, I just want to say, you know, thanks for putting up with me. Yeah, you know, thanks I for know, letting I, me talk. Anyway. Yeah, you know, and that's... Every time I come and sit and hang out, I don't talk as much either. That's true. You know, there was one episode, two episodes, I talked. Prequel to the cup, and then the win. Yeah. And In fact, I think we tried to cut you off a few times on the win. The win, yes. Which is understandable. I was obnoxious. Yeah. You know. I mean, you could have been worse. I, you know, that, here's the thing. If that goal didn't go in, it would have been over with. Basically. Well, not really, yeah. because, well, yes. Well, yeah. I mean. It is what it is. Yeah. And I, we're not going to get into this World Cup talk, but I honestly think that might be the new wave of the future for international World Cup games. I think because the whole, all these other countries, even smaller countries, are putting more money into it. Yeah. And I think it, which is a good thing. Like I said, it was a sucker punch to what I'm not used to. Right. Like, hey, we're going to get by the first round, maybe the first game for sure after that, and then it'll get interesting. 
Right. Didn't happen this year. And you know what? Hats off to the other two, the two teams that moved on, and none of them won it. And you could have been the U.S. Yeah, could have been the U.S. Just saying. So, but Tony will be back next week or next not Absolutely. in yeah. yeah in the next episode, and so will Dave, and you guys will have your lunacy back. Right, and uh, we're working on another special guest. Not next episode, but a couple episodes from now. And this is special. This is the first big special guest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. You know, I mean, maybe the next guest might be more special than you are. Well, that I'm not special. In the, people in might, the sense of the podcast. Yes, because people might think I'm special, but not a special guest. Right. Okay. <laughs> so. And, it, you know... I, I was kind of hoping you'd talk a little bit more. I know. I, at least I didn't fall asleep yeah. from last night. So it's true. But the problem is, I didn't. I didn't get to watch yesterday's game. I missed it, and that had a lot to do I'm with used it. To that. What? Being the only one that watched the game. Yeah. Well, the other two. I mean, Tony watches it more differently now than he ever has. He watches the game more than differently than he ever has. And, and Dave likes to watch it delayed. Yes, which, sorry, Dave, for the last game. <laughs> right, that's right. I was the spoiler for Dave. Literally, the what he said, no spoilers, I said, okay, and then all of a sudden you, you say well, they scored or whatever. At least I'm the one that did it, though. I, I it looked at it so- and I was like, good God, John. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have the internet. Yeah. It's true. Yep. Well, all right. So, again, uh, hats off to Social Cider Works with their fantastic cider. Hats off to uh, whatever. Aldi brand. Pure Aqua. Pure Aqua. Aldi brand. Aldi water. (laughs) uh, From my basement. Uh, man cave to all of you this is it that's all we got to say thanks again John for being here I tried and uh, we'll uh, see Tony and Dave next episode hopefully I did not bore everyone out of ever listening to us again hope everyone has a good week thanks Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. 
This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.